Thanks for clicking on this podcast. My name is Paul Hurtner from American Century Investments, and we're here today with Mike Liss, Senior Portfolio Manager for American Century's Value Strategy. Mike, thanks as always for being here and offering us some insight. Great to be here, Paul. So we are at the mid-year point of 2019. What are your thoughts? Can you give us a report card? Surprises to the upside, downside, that sort of thing. So you've got economic data, which is really slowing across the globe. We've anniversarized the tax cuts here in the United States. Interest rates have really fallen pretty hard in the second quarter, and the Federal Reserve has changed its forward guidance from being in a situation where they wanted to be able to raise rates, and now they are really indicating that they may be lowering rates. You've got the trade war with China really starting to heat up instead of cooling down and additional tariffs are set to go in place shortly. We're threatening Mexico with tariffs as well. And in the oil markets, you've got a real yin and yang situation. OPEC is very restrained. They're showing some good discipline. Venezuela is a mess, so that's really limiting supply. The sanctions on Iran are really starting to bite, and so their exports of oil are starting to fall. At the other end of the spectrum, you have a decrease in demand. The rate of increase in demand has fallen into the first six months of the year. And so you look at earnings, earnings were down in the first quarter, low single digits. The second quarter, analysts have earnings falling again in the low single digits, and that's the first time you've had two quarters in a row, or will have had two quarters in a row, of earnings falling in three years. But the economic growth in the United States is still continuing. Even with all that, even in the face of all those headwinds, the employment market is very strong. Consumer spending is continuing to be pretty robust. And economies are growing around the world, even though it may be slower than a year or two ago. What does that do for you in the value realm? So it means that cyclicals have really been out of favor because people are taking the data and they're saying, though, there's an economic slowdown going on out there, interest rates are falling. So they've really been running away from energy and financials, and those look like the best risk rewards to us. Also, industrials have underperformed, and so there are some risk rewards that are starting to open up in industrials, and we are overweight industrials as well. Do you find that uh, this tough slog that value has had, is, is it getting any easier at the moment? There's always a market for value stocks out there, whether it's when I started 21 years ago or 10 years ago or today. Do I think that there are more value stocks out there or that there's a bigger discrepancy in the valuation between growth and value right now? Yes. In fact, I feel like you have not had this wide of a discrepancy in the valuations between what are considered value stocks and what are considered growth stocks since 1999. And what is the difference from 99 until now? I think we're seeing this big disparity in valuation level because there's disruption out there. And the market is trying to determine who's going to be able to deal with the disruption from companies like Amazon, who are challenging retailers, and companies like Google, and companies like Netflix, who are attacking the video market in a much different way. Amazon just doesn't go after retailers, they go after so many different other areas as well. That's what the market is dealing with. The companies that we're focused on, we think that they can deal with the threats from Amazon and from Google and from Netflix. We think that their returns on capital are going to hold up because they have strong barriers to entry. 
and they can fight back. A company like Walmart, for instance, in retailing, or the drug distributors, Cardinal Healthcare and McKesson. Those are companies that we think that can deal with the threat of Amazon if they decide that they want to get into drug distribution. So you take it company by company, and we think that good risk rewards have opened up. In terms of value versus growth, it's been a tough slog. Ten years, for 10 years now, value has underperformed growth, and the last three years have really been intense as far as value underperforming growth, but that just means that we're seeing better risk rewards in the value areas that we're, that we're analyzing. That means that financials, especially banks, have attractive risk rewards. Energy companies have attractive risk rewards. And at the other end of the spectrum, those companies that are thought of as defensive and in some really high growth technology companies, they're not good risk rewards because evaluations are very stretched. Whether you're talking investors just running for safety in utilities or consumer staples or real estate investment trusts, those are just not attractive valuations for our clients. Growth versus value. Is that the right construct? Is that the right way to think about it? Because it's not as if most investors are going to say, you know what, we're all in for growth or we're all in for value. These different disciplines have different places in a given portfolio, do they not? It's an important question. It's how do you want to view your investments overall? Do you want to be a value investor? Do you want to be a growth investor? If you're a long-term investor, you probably want to have both. Now for me, professionally, I really enjoy the value style. And so I, I focus on that. I feel like we can generate some good returns for our shareholders by applying a consistent value process over time. And that means trying to find high quality companies that are trading at a discount to what we think is their fair value and buying those companies when they're out of favor. Now, we own companies that you might say are value companies, but in another time, they were growth stocks. And they might be growth stocks again in the future. The perfect thing for us is when we buy a stock that's under earning, it's undervalued, and they improve their operations, and then the, their earnings start to grow, and then the growth people start to see them as, oh, this is a growth stock, they were out of, this was out of favor for cyclical reasons, or there was an idiosyncratic reason. And then it becomes a growth stock again, and we hand it off to the growth people. That's a perfect situation for us. Mike Liss, Senior Portfolio Manager for American Century's Value Strategy, thanks so much for your time. Great to be here, thanks, Paul. The opinions expressed are those of American Century Investments or the Portfolio Manager and are no guarantee of the future performance of any American Century Investments portfolio. This information is for educational purposes only and is not intended as investment advice. Investment return and principal value of security investments will fluctuate. The value at the time of redemption may be more or less than the original cost. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. References to specific securities are for illustrative purposes only and are not intended as recommendations to purchase or sell securities. Opinions and estimates offered constitute our judgment and, along with other portfolio data, are subject to change without notice.